Hey guys, and welcome to the first episode of Artists for Artists. My name is Tyler. I'm the artist behind TR Illustrates or Tyler Ryan Illustrations. Um, today we're going to be going over a couple of tips for episode one on how to build your Instagram following. So real quick, we'll run through the list here. Um, one, content creation. That's basically just going to be a general discussion of what your content is. Uh, if you're an artist, a lot of times that is going to be your illustrations or artwork that you're doing. Um, this also applies for graphic designers, any of the design projects that you're working on, or any of the logos and things like that. Those are going to be the content that you share. Uh, number two is going to be hashtags. So hashtags are going to be pretty important in establishing yourself with the right audience. A lot of times people will search a specific word and if you use the right hashtags your artwork will be uh, shown when they do those searches. Uh, number three is going to be time of day to post. Um, this one's actually pretty important and something that I didn't really understand until recently and since understanding it I've noticed a uh, a pretty big increase in the number of likes and the number of follows I'm now getting. Um, number four, don't ever use filters with any of your content. As an artist or as a designer or an illustrator, um, your work is your work and you want people to see it in its own original form. Um, throwing filters on top of it is going to create a sort of um, false image in people's minds and you don't want that. You want people to see your pure unedited work and from that people will be able to judge whether or not they want to commission you for a project or they want to buy prints from you uh, things like that so uh, number five another big one following and liking other artists work so this one's actually really huge if you're going to be a freelance artist you got to be able to play well with others a lot of times clients will bounce around from artist to artist and uh, if you kind of rub another artist the wrong way a lot of times that can lead to um, maybe a loss of potential business, but also it's just important to support each other. And um, a lot of times from that, you can gain new likes and new follows because one person will see you kind of commenting on another artist stuff and they'll be like, oh, I want to check him out. So they'll go on your page and then they'll be like, oh, I like your stuff. So they'll give you a follow and a like on some of your work and it kind of just perpetuates the whole um, machine. Uh, number six, sharing personal moments. Um, by sharing personal moments, I mean things like behind-the-scenes work or kind of just everyday life for you. A lot of people like to get a sense of humanity from the people that they follow, um, sometimes just blasting nothing but artwork and never kind of putting a face or a name with the artist can deter people from uh, potentially doing business with you. So having those little behind-the-scenes or those little personal moments can help you generate clients as well. Uh, number seven, uh, this is probably one of the most important, is be authentic to yourself. What we mean by authenticity is uh, having your own style, having your own identity. We're all individuals, and as creators, you want to show that individuality. If you're constantly copying another artist's style or, you know, not kind of presenting your own work, um, people start seeing through that. So you might be successful initially, but after a while that unoriginality will start to shine through and you'll kind of limit yourself. So 
it's important to have your own style and it sets you apart from everyone else and it kind of lets you stand out more. Uh, number eight, creating your own brand. Um, this goes along with being authentic, but also with um, just kind of establishing yourself and sticking with one name and kind of getting people used to what your name represents. Um, number nine, tagging others respectfully. So you see this a lot on Instagram, um, especially with the younger artists. They'll tag a bunch of people in some artwork that they're excited to share and while we get it that you're excited, sometimes there's a little bit more um, animosity from some of the more established artists because you're tagging them in something and almost kind of using them to boost your own life without asking permission. So um, one of those things we're going to be going over is just when and how should you be tagging others in your work. And number 10... Um, and this mainly applies to Instagram or um, even Facebook now, is uh, using the Instagram story or the Facebook story to kind of build up to you finally posting a large post. And what I mean by that is maybe in your story you're doing, you know, the line work, the sketch work, maybe then the coloring. And then once you've got a fully rendered image, that is now going to be an actual full-fledged post on your Instagram rather than just a story post. So it kind of uh, builds anticipation for people. So let's get started with uh, number one, content creation. So content creation is going to be your work, your own personal work. You don't want to be copying, you don't want to be tracing, you don't want to steal others' ideas. Your content is always going to be about what you want to draw, what you want to represent, unless it's for a client, obviously. Um, but most of the time when you're working with a client, you're not going to be sharing that on your stuff unless um, they've given permission anyways. So again, content creation as an artist or as an illustrator is going to be your own artwork, your own projects that you want to share. Um, it's important to be consistent with your content creation. Uh, if you're just posting once a month, you're not going to generate as much of a following as, let's say, someone who's posting once a week. Um, and I know sometimes people feel like, well, I don't want to bombard others with, with constant posts. But the thing with it is, is if you're constantly sharing quality work people won't mind it's when you start sharing stuff that maybe necessarily isn't your best or isn't your um you know your style the things that people are following you for you want to be sure that you're not sacrificing quality for quantity so if you can only share once a month but that once a month is fantastic that's better than sharing let's say five times a month but it's all kind of mediocre versus that one good one. So best bet is if you can crank out maybe two really good paintings a month, it gives people kind of two weeks in between to, you know, venture around, but then they are consistently coming back to you because you're feeding them with that content. So content creation is pretty self-explanatory. So we're going to move on to hashtags. Now, artists, uh, there are three super big hashtags that you always want to use on Instagram. They will get you the broadest audience and also will help you um, 
establish the right type of audience, ones that will appreciate your art. So the first one is obviously hashtag art. Um, that one I think has somewhere in the realm of like 28 million um, times used. And by that, you're going to get, when someone searches hashtag art, you're going to get a huge spectrum of people that are going to come into play. Um, and the larger the group of people, the more likely you are to have someone follow you or like you based off of your image. The next one is going to be Insta Artist. So Insta Artist uh, is another big one. It was established a few years ago, um, and it's a great way of uh, people kind of identifying with a subject that they want to follow. So there's Insta for everything. So there's like Insta Crafts, Insta Artists, Insta Cars, Insta Beaches kind of thing. And a lot of people use those when they want to be very specific. So they'll go into the Instagram search and they'll say, you know, Insta art because they want to look at nothing but art. They won't do, um, you know, art dragons or something that gets a little too specific. But Insta art is a great way of being able to see a lot of different artists with a lot of different mediums. So using that filter or that, sorry, that hashtag is a great way to kind of get your work seen. Um, and lastly, artists of Instagram. Now this is a relatively new one, but it's gaining a lot of traction. And the reason being is because since Instagram now allows you to follow hashtags, a lot of people have been talking or uh, using this hashtag and it almost gives you like a, like a miniature feature in news feeds. Um, if people are following that tag, uh, you'll start getting popular posts using that hashtag to show up. So if your artwork is trending and you have that um, inst or uh, artist on Instagram hashtag in your work, if your stuff starts trending, you'll kind of get a almost like free promotion out of it. All right, so moving on, time of day to post. So this one I actually just recently learned, and it's helped me tremendously. So for me in the West Coast of the United States. I'm in California. So the best times for me to post internationally is 9 a.m. or 6 p.m. And what that does is it covers the whole spectrum of the world as far as people that are awake. Um, so best time for me, 9 a.m. or 6 p.m. Um, what you're going to want to do is just go on Google. You can research best times to post for your area, you know, best times to post for you know, South America, best times to post for Europe, best times to post for Central America, um, you know, Central United States, Eastern United States, whatever your time zone is, just Google best times to post and they'll give you a nice little analytical chart of uh, what you kind of want to see. So if I just want to target purely people in California, best time to post for me is uh, 12 to 1 p.m., every day and most likely that's because people are on their lunch breaks and that means that they're going to be on their phone which means they have a good chance of being on Instagram and seeing my work um, but if I want to do it internationally it's 9 a.m. or 6 p.m. so I kind of vary it up depending on who I want to target um, so again best way to do that is go on Google search up best times to post for your demographic and there'll be tons of information on it so you can't really go wrong there um, number four, no filters. So we're just going to go over this one really quick. It's a simple rule. Don't use any filters on your work. It just doesn't do you any good. Uh, never will. 
skip the filters. You're talented. You're an artist. You're a creator. Create what you create. You don't need to enhance it with some standard Instagram filters that everyone uses for their selfies anyways. All right, moving on. Following and liking others' work. So we're going to spend a little time on this because it's huge. One thing we learned from my media marketing class, following and liking others' work. For every 100 likes you give out to other artists' work, most likely you're going to get 6.1 followers in return. So think about how quickly you can go through 100 likes on artwork. I mean, if you're like me and you just appreciate other people's work, you're scrolling through and, you know, each artist has like 30 paintings that they share, if not more, you know, especially established artists, they got thousands. If you're just going through and liking each one that, you know, inspires you or that you feel is great, you'll fill up that 100 real fast. And by that, you have a chance to be generating 6.1 followers every 100 likes. I mean, that's a pretty easy and simple return to help build your portfolio and build your Instagram and social media following. Um, another big reason why we do it is because as artists or as creators um, today, it's actually overlooked quite a bit. You get a lot of people that don't really see it either as a job or as a career. Um, you know, it's a very niche uh, group of people. And, you know, that definitely needs to change. We need to be bringing more awareness to artists. And the best way to do that is to be supporting each other. Um, you know, everyone works hard at what they do, especially um, illustrators and, and graphic designers and, you know, painters. Everyone puts their heart and soul into their work, and when they're vulnerable and they share it online to, for thousands of people to view, um, the last thing they need is another artist either putting them down or saying they're not good. So it's important to support each other. Um, positive communities create you know, a better atmosphere. A better atmosphere leads to clients wanting to actually commission and, and pay for artwork because they kind of get caught up in the hype of everything. So... It's definitely important to follow other artists, like their work, because it can lead to uh, some new followers for you. But uh, the biggest thing is just, you know, creating that positive atmosphere, creating that sense of support for everyone. Um, whether you're just starting out as an artist and you still are learning as a student or, you know, you're a seasoned veteran, and you've got, you know, 40 years under your belt. Um, it's just always important to to help out and and support. All right, number uh, six was sharing personal moments. So this one's a big one for uh, me as well. This is something I didn't do. I figured, hey, I'm doing an Instagram, and all you're going to see is my artwork. And I think it was good as far as getting people to recognize um, my style. Uh, the bad news is uh, people couldn't put a face um, to my work. They couldn't put a personality. They couldn't put a name um, other than just TR Illustrates. Um, so since then, I have been sharing a little bit more of uh, one of my hobbies of mountain biking. Um, mountain biking is a great way for me to relieve stress of my day job. It lets me get out there. It lets me get into nature and just enjoy myself. Um, something that 
I've never liked is just staying inside all day unless I was drawing. Um, and even when I'm drawing, it kind of lets me escape and get lost in a world kind of thing. So that's what mountain biking does for me. It lets me escape out to nature, lets me just get lost and clear my head. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. So sharing stuff like that kind of gives me more of a personality with my artwork. Um, also doing behind the scenes stuff, you know, showing them rough sketches of work that I'm doing. A lot of times I'll post something and I won't even finish it. Um, and, you know, I'll get a, a message kind of a month later like, hey, I really liked uh, that thing you shared, but I noticed you never finished it and stuff. And it was like, yeah, I just kind of moved on from it. But, you know, I'm, I appreciate that you liked it. That kind of gives me a sense of um, what my audience is wanting to see. And it kind of helps influence future paintings. And because of that, people feel like they can connect with you, they can bond with you, and they can kind of help influence your own work, um, even if you may have already decided that you wanted to uh, redo that work. Um, just establishing a personality and letting people see that you're a human being is a great way to help boost your uh, brand and your actual work. All right, so what was the next one here? Be authentic. So in the Destiny Community Artist Group, this is something us as admins, me, Jay, and uh, Faisal, this is something we talk about a lot. We get a lot of requests from people wanting to join the Discord. And while the Discord is open to anyone to join, um, the kind of one rule that we have is that people don't trace or copy others' work. And this is because if you're an artist and you are trying to establish yourself as an artist, then copying someone else is just trying to establish yourself as them. It's not giving you a personality. It's not uh, giving your work its own flow and its own heart and soul kind of thing. So being authentic to yourself, people will see that in your work. When you share your work and you're authentic to yourself, people will look at it and go, dang, that's for example, Gamma Trap, you know, very, very obvious guy to follow. You see his work and you're like, boom, I know exactly what that is. Um, another huge one, Jake Myler or Laz Summerstone, however you guys want to know him, Watermelon XO, right? He's the artist behind Watermelon XO. 100% original. You see that work and you're like, oh my gosh, that's Jake. I love it. Everything about that is Jake, right? Even down to the way he, he colors or um, his color palette in general, you know. A lot of it is bright and um, very, you know, bold colors, which is great for his style. It really lends to his personality. Um, Kevin Rages, you know, he's another one where you see it and you're just like, oh my gosh, I love Kevin's chibis. They're, you know, perfect. And someone who has a similar style... Um, Ari, she does chibis as well, but you can tell the difference between hers and Kevin's because they're each individuals. They each kind of put their own voice and their own soul into their characters, and you can just separate them even though it's a similar chibi style. Um, who else can I think of where you're just like, oh my gosh, I love seeing their work every time it pops up. Oh, Brian Monkis, right? Everyone knows, man, dark, charcoal, deep, you know, mysterious pencil drawings. The guy is absolutely incredible with the way he takes digital and traditional work and kind of blends the two workflows together. 
when you see it, you're like, I don't know, is it pencil? Is it digital art? I can't tell. I just know it's dark. It's creepy. It's amazing. And you just want to see more of it. And because of that, these artists are getting the proper exposure because they have their own personality. They have their own designs. Um, so it's just, it's huge to stay authentic to yourself. And I can't stress it enough to any young artist. While you can learn a lot from tracing someone's work or doing a study off of someone's work, and I'm not saying you should never do that. That's how you learn, right? You take master artists and you try and replicate their work. And as you're doing so, you're like, oh, that's why he put that color there or that's why he outlined this area or that's why he placed a figure this way or she uh, used a certain color palette because it gave me a certain type of emotion when I looked at it. All those things are important to learn and you learn that by copying or you know, even tracing. If you want to trace, it still gives you an idea of what to do. But don't ever claim that as your own or don't ever use that as your style. When you're ready to move on and actually establish yourself as an artist and as a brand you want to be authentic you want to do your own style and your own work and because of that people will follow you they'll love you for it and they'll be able to identify your work out of you know any picture uh, next one creating your own brand so the being authentic kind of leads into creating your own brand right so um, biggest thing with creating your own brand as an artist Choose a name that you want to be known as and stick with it. Just like actors have stage names, artists have names. You know, I for a long time was wrestling with uh, Tyler Ryan illustrations, spelling it all out. And uh, for the past year, I've kind of just been more focusing on TR Illustrates or Trillustrates. Uh, it's simple to say, and people kind of get used to saying it. Um, and from that, People now kind of identify me pretty quick. I'll be on Xbox playing, and that's my gamer tag on Xbox. And I'll get a random message of, hey, I saw your Destiny art on the Bungie Creations page. And I'm just like, that's awesome, because they're identifying the name with the work. And they're not, you know, trying to find me in five different places under five different names. So it's important to, no matter what platform you're on, no matter what social media you're using, be consistent across the board. Um, you know, TR Illustrates on Twitter, TR Illustrates on Instagram, TR Illustrates on Facebook, on Xbox Live, on Mixer, wherever you want to find it, that's where it's going to be, right? <coughs> ah, excuse me. Um, let's see here. Uh, nine, tagging others respectfully. So this is a personal huge pet peeve of mine. When you get tagged in a conversation or tagged in an art piece that has absolutely nothing to do with you and people do it solely to get more views or more likes, this is a great way for young artists to get a bigger following. 100% agree, 100% understand that. But this would be less bothersome if that artist would go to you and say, hey, I want to share a piece of my work. I'd love for you to check it out. Would you mind me tagging you in it? If you do that, I don't know any artist that would be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you want to use me to get more views. Every single one of them will be stoked to support you because you did it respectfully. Um, I know me, Faisal, Jay Howard, we get so tired of people tagging 
us as individuals in work to get more views without asking. Um, the only time this is really okay is on big social platforms like the DCA, the Destiny Community Artist Twitter. It is there for artists to tag us so we can retweet your work. It's 100% there for that. We're not doing it for any other reason than to support you and to get your name out there and any followers of that Twitter are solely there for other artists. It's not, uh, oh, let's all just support Destiny Community Artists as an entity. It's community artists, meaning group. So if you have work and you tag a group like that, it's great. But individuals ask their permission. It goes a long way and people will be more inclined to share your work themselves. I know me as an artist, I love retweeting other people's work that I find to be true to themselves and authentic and have asked me before if I wouldn't mind. I'll 100% do that every time, but it's because they're respectful because they ask. All right, last but not least, using your story to create a story, basically. So this is um, a tip, again, that I learned from my media marketing course. Uh, posting um, individual workflows of your artwork in your story can help lead to um, a final project, right? So what you want to do is, using your story, you go, hey, check out this line work. Can't wait to start coloring this. People have seen the line work and they're like, oh, that's pretty sweet. Can't wait to see that colored now. Then you post, you know, the blocking in of the colors, just simple matte coloring, right? So people see it again in their story and you're like, they're like, oh, wow, I didn't expect them to color it that way or dang, that's coming along or, you know, it kind of builds that anticipation to where finally, once you've, you know, maybe done three or four story posts, you're all set you got your finished product and then you're like boom full-fledged Instagram post using your hashtags to get the right audience possibly tagging other artists if you've earned permission that's when you want to post a fully rendered thing so using your story you've established you know that anticipation for your final product your final post and that's the post you want people to see because most likely that's the one that you want to sell on you know, your shop for prints, or that's the one that you want to use for your portfolio. Um, so just keep that in mind the next time you're starting out a new drawing, you know. Use your Instagram story to help tell the story of the artwork. I know, it's kind of redundant, but it's great. Stories to use stories, right? So that is episode one of... Uh, Artists for Artists, this is going to be a podcast that we post every Friday, and it's going to talk about everything that artists can do to help themselves break into a freelance career or to help grow their artwork and their social media. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this. Again, my name is Tyler from TR Illustrates, and I'll see you guys next Friday.